You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast. Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. I'm your host, Kate All. I'm the owner and founder of Simple Pin Media. We are a Pinterest management and marketing agency. We help you find and convert your perfect person on Pinterest. Today, we're going to be talking about Pinterest myths debunked in 2021. We've done a few previous episodes about Mythbusters with Pinterest. So we'll link those in the show notes, which you can find at simplepinmedia.com slash 245. Why we do these episodes is because we hear rumors, theories, misinformation, all about Pinterest all the time. So we get emails, Instagram DMs saying, is okay to do this? And our teaching really centers on making Pinterest marketing as simple and as systematic for you as we possibly can. And it's really hard to see people hear this information and go down that rabbit hole of this crazy myth or idea only to find that it doesn't work or they have to backtrack a ton from what they were doing. So basically, it really derails your business time and your marketing time that you're spending on Pinterest. So we want to make sure that we really get you accurate information. And if we don't know, we'll tell you we don't know. And we're going to wait to find an answer out. So we're going to talk about, you know, five to six myths here today. I just recently did an Instagram reel about this, which was really fun. We had a lot of feedback, which confirmed that people were believing some of the myths we talked about in our reel. So we're just taking it to the next level and doing a podcast. Before we dive in, I have two things I want to tell you. Number one is we are going to be taking some time off this summer. I am a firm believer for rest for my team, our production team, myself, and even for you. So we're going to be back with a new podcast on August 4th. So we're going to take most of July off, well, all of July off, and we're going to jump in to podcasting again with an episode about how to get ready for the holidays with your content marketing, your Pinterest marketing for your products. It's going to be super fun. But in the meantime, we're just going to be posting to Instagram here and there, sharing tips inside our communities, and really giving you the opportunity to catch up on past episodes. So just know that if you don't see something pop up in your player, that's why the player's not broken. We are actually taking a break and hope that you get time to take a break too this summer. And the second thing is, is that we want to let you know about our, 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 let's see if I can untongue tie this, let you know about our organic and paid ads, Pinterest management services we provide here at Simple Pin Media. If you're listening to this podcast and wondering if you should hire out your Pinterest marketing, we would love to talk with you. Our discovery call team here can help you determine which Pinterest service is best for you. Talk about how those services can benefit your business and collaborate with you on the best plan. We manage over 1 million Pinterest sessions. I actually think it's way more than that. I was looking the other day. I think it might actually be closer to 14 million, but I need to look at that for our clients month over month. And we've learned the best way to market digital products, 
physical products and articles as it relates to Pinterest marketing for lots of different types of businesses. So we want to help take this off your plate so you can really focus on other areas of your business. So simply fill out a discovery call form today by going to simplepinmedia.com slash services. It's right at the bottom of the page, or you can click on any one of the services there that is listed. And there's a form attached to each one of those as well. So if you already have an idea of what you're looking for, simply click on that service and then fill out the form on that page. And we would love to chat with you. Alrighty, let's dive into some myth busting as it pertains to Pinterest. All right, one of the things that actually uh, the first myth that we did in our Instagram reel was, do I need to pin other people's content to be successful on Pinterest? This is by far one of the number one questions we get. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a history lesson. Back in 2014, when Pinterest moved from a regular chronological feed to what's now called the smart feed, that's what you see when you open up your Pinterest app. It's just right there. There was a Google Doc that surfaced. It was an internal Google Doc from Pinterest. And it had this phrase about the algorithm that said something along the lines of, engagement of other people's pins, engagement on other people's pins would have a direct correlation to your pins getting shown in this smart feed. So people were like, oh my gosh, we need to pin other people's stuff all the time. And then we came out with these ratios. We were like, okay, we need to pin 50% other people's content, 50% my own content. And then it slowly started to change to, actually you can pin 80% of your own content and then 20% of others. And then it switched to, man, we really hate these ratios. It kind of sucks to remember. Is it 80% other, 20% me? So that brings us up to 2018. Pinterest came out and they did a live with Tailwind where that was the number one question asked. And Pinterest said, don't worry about pinning other people's stuff. Let your people do the repinning for you. Go ahead and pin your own content. And it was like, Boom, we have a solid answer to should we pin other people's content? However, this rumor still hangs on. A lot of people will say, well, you can pin other people's content to really drive up that monthly viewer number and your impression number. And then hopefully Pinterest will show more of your content to people. That's a big hopefully, right? So here's what we know about the algorithm is that Pinterest sees a pin and it looks at what's in the pin description, what's on the actual image, and then it investigates what board it's on and it looks to see is it really closely matched the name of the board to what the pin is. And the example that Pinterest has given us when we were at the creators conference was, let's say it's women's fashion. And Susie, who's our regular pinner, she's going through and she clicks on a pin and it's on your women's fashion board. The algorithm's going to go and it's going to look for more pins on that board to show Susie in her home feed because they know she's interested in women's fashion. But Pinterest said, but wait, women's fashion is a little bit too broad. We want you to be even more specific. So we want you to talk about women's winter fashion, women's summer fashion, so that whenever we grab more pins from these boards to show Susie in her home feed, it's going to be exactly what it is she's interested in. 
So she's not going to get a swimsuit one day from your women's fashion board and then boots the next day. She's going to get exactly what she wants, which helps us. So we took that and said, okay, well, if that's the case, then we know Pinterest has told us it's okay to pin 100% of our own stuff. And if we know the algorithm works this way, then we definitely want to have a lot of our stuff on these boards. So to this day, in 2021, there's still no evidence to prove that pinning other people's stuff will make yours rank higher. So it's okay. If you want to pin your own stuff, 100% of it, great. If you want to pin other people's stuff because you think they're awesome, great. But from what we have seen, there is no algorithmic benefit. There's simply a community benefit, but not an algorithmic benefit to pinning other people's stuff. This also went along with a theory a long time ago, too, that if you pinned the lifestyle of the person that you were targeting, like maybe you didn't even talk about recipes, but you were all of a sudden going to pin a bunch, people would end up following you. And um, that worked because of the way Pinterest was designed back then. But you can't, it's really hard to tell what pins the boards are on just by looking at the pin. So myth busting, you do not need to pin other people's stuff to be successful on Pinterest. Don't worry about it. If you want to pin 100% of your own stuff, go for it. Okay. This goes along. Let's just stair step this. Number two, numbers, the second myth, you have to pin 30 plus pins per day to really build your Pinterest presence. Nope. If I could like have that smashing sound right here, you do not need to pin 30 plus pins per day. You don't need to pin a ton. In fact, we're seeing evidence in a lot of the data that pinning less actually does work. So here's what we tell people. Here's what we advise. If you have a ton of content, like you've written a bunch of blog posts, you have a ton of product photography, you have a ton of product listings, you could probably sustain pinning different stuff a lot. So we would probably do 15 to 20 ish. But if you do not have a lot, it's okay for you to stick between two to five pins per day. That's if you only have a couple blog posts or if you only have a couple product listings. One a day is fine too. Pinterest has said they they want new content. You don't have to do it over and over and over and over again like people have done in the past. We've gotten multiple reports from people who have actually pulled back on the number of pins per day and their traffic has gone up. Now, that's not everybody, but that's a lot of people who are maybe pinning the same thing over and over and over again. You don't have to do that. So don't worry about it. This gets to myth number three. Okay, so I'm supposed to delete pins because if I delete pins who didn't that didn't do well, I can boost my impressions on Pinterest. Okay, this is also an old one that originated back in 2014 with the inception of the smart feed. Listen, if you pin a pin and it does not do well right away, I just want you to leave it alone. It's not hurting you. It really is not hurting you. Just leave it. And then you never know what's going to happen is that somebody might pin it and then it might bring a lot of traffic. And then all of a sudden it's bringing all this traffic to your website year over year, month over month, whatever it is. So just leave the pin out there. Just let it do its work. Okay. I believe we're in myth number four. Having a ton of boards is going to give you a wider reach. I talked about this just a minute ago. 
You do not have to have a lot of boards to make your Pinterest marketing work. You only have to have the boards that most closely match what you talk about. This is not Instagram, which I'm going to get to that in just a minute. You only need to have the number of boards that work for you. So if you are somebody who is talking about dogs, it is not necessary for you to have a backyard board. Maybe if you want to talk about how to design a backyard for dogs. But if you're just talking about backyard landscape design, nah, that's not really going to work. Keep it laser focused on your topic. Then this gets into, I believe we're in myth number five. Um, If you have a drop in traffic, you're doing something wrong. Nope, you're not. There's a lot of different factors, but I will tell you, we have a, a blog post about what to do if you get marked as spam. We walk through what you're going to be looking for. What are some red flags? If you use Google Analytics for your business and you go in and you look at your Pinterest traffic in there and you see that your traffic is humming along, humming along, it's doing okay, it's got some dips and then boom, it falls off a cliff, like down to zero. That might be the indicator that your account has got caught up in the spam filter. You didn't do anything wrong unless you're listening and you're like, well, Kate, I did pin 100 times a day of the same pin. Well, that's on you. You did do something wrong. But for most of us, we're following the rules. We're doing exactly what Pinterest has asked us to do. So you email them 7,500 times and you keep telling them that I'm a legit pinner. I'm a legit creator on your platform who's done nothing wrong. I would like you to reinstate my account. And you're going to feel like you're talking to a wall because you're going to email them 7,500 times, but you're going to keep doing it until they reinstate. Here's a side trick. I want you to go to Twitter and I want you to tweet them. I want you to DM them on Twitter. I want you to DM them on Facebook. I want you to hound them, especially if you are showing yourself to be a great creator on the platform and you have done nothing wrong. There aren't these traps out there for Pinterest. It's not like they're like, aha, gotcha. You pin this on the wrong day. You put this keyword in the wrong place. There's two ways that we have seen people get caught in spam and their email is going to freak you out. They're going to say that you did something wrong. You didn't do anything wrong. There's two things that you would do wrong to get. Well, actually, let me back up on that. There's two things that'll get you caught up in being marked as spam. One, they do a spam sweep of the platform and your account happened to get caught up in that sweep. You didn't do anything. Or you do what I just said. You're pinning 100 times a day of the same exact pin over and over again. And if you email me and you're like, yeah, Kay, I did pin 100 times a day. I don't feel bad for you. Because <laughs> I've told everybody millions of times, do not pin the same thing over and over and over and over. But if you come to me and you're like, I pinned this one pin on Monday and then I pinned the same pin on Friday, could I get it marked as spam? No, you are not marked as spam because of that reason. So rest assured, you probably didn't do something wrong and you're just going to turn into the biggest advocate for your Pinterest account to get it restored. Do not give up. Do not give up up. Okay, with that, people have asked us about a drop in impressions. This is another myth. The drop in impressions means means that Pinterest doesn't like me. Listen, there's a lot of different reasons you would have a drop in impressions. It would be um, you'd have to do some investigative work. We talk a lot about analytics. So I'm not going to go super deep into that, but it's pause for a minute. 
take 30 minutes and investigate why. Could it be that one of your pins is no longer in search? Maybe it was high up in search and now it's not. We tell people, go look for the keywords. So mine would be like how to clean up Pinterest boards. I could see mine in the top. I check it every once in a while. I see that it's up there. And then if all of a sudden my impressions dropped and even my clicks dropped, so please go check that as well, then I would know, oh, maybe this fell out of search. There could also be a glitch on the platform. We've seen that many times when Pinterest adds new things. Voila, we get a series of glitches. So I think before I go into the last two, the biggest takeaway you need to take, you need to grab from this episode is chances are you have done nothing wrong to drop impressions, get marked as spam. There's a lot of things that can fluctuate on the platform. So please don't take it to heart. Okay, here's another one. Pinterest idea pins, formerly story pins. I'm going to say I really like the name idea pins. I think it's it's perfect for Pinterest and it more closely matches. Idea pins are not like Instagram story pins. I'm going to tell you something very difficult to tell you. Pinners don't care about you. They only care about what they are looking for. So let me explain. When I go onto Instagram, I go there to follow people's lives. In fact, right now, one of my friends is about to have a baby. I'm really interested in that. Even the people I don't know if they're about to have a baby, I'm really interested, right? Like I go onto Instagram to watch other people's lives and I follow them. When I move from the Instagram platform into Pinterest, it's all about me. I don't care about someone having a baby. What I care about is I really want my backyard to look awesome. I really want to update my kitchen. I want to find an outfit for summer. I want to go to vacation in Scottsdale. I don't care about who is giving me the information up front. I might care about when I go to click, right? Like I want you to to give me the answers to what it is I'm looking for. But I will get it from anybody. I am not going there to search a person. I'm going there to search for an answer to my problem. So when it comes to idea pins, it can't be about you and holding up the phone to your face and talking about your life. It has to be about an idea. It has to be about a project or tips or travel, or it has to be the ideas, the great aha. That's why people love Pinterest. They go there to gather ideas. So those of you who are listening, who you are trying to figure out how to make the leap from Instagram marketing to Pinterest marketing. I need you to remember this phrase. Pinners don't care about me. They don't. They care about what it is I have to offer. So if I have a product, they care they care about the benefits of that product. They want to know how your skincare line is going to make them look 10 years younger. They want to know how it's going to get rid of these spots on their face. Is it melasma? That's what I, it's a new word that I've heard. They want to know how your solo stove is going to revolutionize their backyard fire pit with their friends. And side note, it does. I feel like a walking advertisement for them. Not sponsored, by the way. I just bought one because I saw it on Pinterest and it did solve all of our backyard fire pit problems. So there you go. So I really want you to make sure that when you're doing idea pins on Pinterest, 
you're taking that same approach you would in talking about the benefits and the features of your products or your articles that you have. Do not make them like Instagram story pins. Okay, the last one is one that we've started to get more recently with our e-commerce people that are coming to us. And they're asking us, is Pinterest keywording for e-commerce the same as Amazon keyword or Google SEO keywording? Not really, but you can use some of those keywords. Keywording on Pinterest, especially in the pin description, is going to be one to three sentences. That's really going to answer the question that the pinner is asking. It's going to talk about benefits. It's going to talk about tips. So you really want to be thinking less about just searching for the product, but maybe the solution that your product offers. Keywording doesn't have to be that drastically different, but it does have to be looked at from that angle of pinners aren't, if, especially if you're a well-known pro- product, they might not be looking for your product, but they might be looking for a product that does X. So when it comes to Pinterest myths, we've gone through all of these. I really want you to take this away from this episode. There's a lot of information out there about any platform. People talk about Instagram, people talk about Pinterest. There's a lot. And you always have to follow the people that you feel like you trust to get the right information so that it saves you time and a headache in doing your marketing. Now, that might not be me all the time. There's other people who talk about Pinterest in really great sound ways. But if something sounds kind of fishy or it sounds like maybe it's not going to work, the chances are it probably doesn't work. So just critically analyze what it is that you want to do with your Pinterest marketing. Oftentimes here, what we talk about is you want to build a strategy and your strategy is why. Why do you use Pinterest? I personally, for Simple Pin Media, use Pinterest to help grow my email list so that we can introduce people to our products and to our services. There's certain tactics that we use to do that. And those vary from now idea pins to potentially videos to doing certain positioning, certain ways, um, our podcasts and our articles, because we know people enter in through those ways and they sign up for our email list. You could have something different. You could say to me, I really want to sell my products. I would highly encourage you if you're a product seller to go back to the episode with Laurel Box. It was a couple episodes back. They talked about the difference between their Pinterest user and their Instagram user. Such a great episode about getting new leads for products that way. It was it was really cool. I'd highly encourage you to do that. And I'd highly encourage you just to take some time to fill out what it is your strategy statement is on Pinterest. Why do you use it? And I'll I'll just share with you this piece of encouragement. I hope it encourages you. I have another brand, kateall.com, and I'm just trying to get it up and running and I'm wrapping my brain around it. And I can't yet get into Pinterest marketing. I have my Pinterest account set up over there. I'm pretty sure I only have a couple of boards, but my brain hasn't fully developed what my strategy is over there, what my content strategy is, what my goals are. I haven't done that yet. And so I'm not going to put in Pinterest marketing in place just yet because I don't feel solid on the foundational elements of my website and my teaching. So if you're in this position where you're just absorbing some Pinterest marketing tactics, that's great. And if you feel like you can't yet do Pinterest marketing, that's fine too. You'll get into it once you get your foundation set for your business and you know why you want to use it. 
Another reason I'm not leaning in so hard yet into Pinterest marketing for that particular brand is I don't really know if my people spend a lot of time there. I know that I will invest in Pinterest marketing pretty soon over there, but I just need to figure out why I'm doing it because then it makes it even more, it it makes it even easier, I'll say, to do Pinterest marketing because I know exactly why I'm doing it and what my goals are in using the platform. So I hope these myths have been super, this myth busting episode has been super helpful for you. If you want to see these written out and reach any links that we talked about, go to simplepinmedia.com slash 245. As a reminder, we're going to take a break this summer. So we're going to be back with the next episode all about planning for your holiday content marketing when it comes to Pinterest. That also applies to those of you who are product sellers. We will be back on August Fourth, So we want to make sure that you are around for that um, resurfacing of that podcast. We look forward to connecting with you then. And if you haven't done so already, we would love it and be honored if you would leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Simply hit the five star, hopefully, button and then write a little bit. We would love to hear from you. Get more feedback. We appreciate that you took that survey just recently. We want to make this podcast continually better for you so that you can get the information you need about Pinterest marketing so that you are not going down any crazy rabbit trails and wasting your time. Alrighty, until next time on August 4th, we will be back in your ears again and we look forward to chatting with you at that time. Mm -hmm.